Welcome everyone to Draft Shark Studios this evening. It is September 1st, 2021, the year of our Lord. Uh, I am Adam Krautwurst, Adam underscore Krautwurst. I am with Louis G at FF underscore Louis G, uh, who's here to break down a Terminator tournament FFPC uh, draft that he did. Um, Louis has some experience in this, finished very high last year in this tournament and it's very uh you know we don't get a lot of podcasts on this stuff so we're going to break down a draft of his and uh kind of he's going to walk us through it and give us some of his strategies and i think there's a week left or so in this tournament so you can use these tips and tools to to maybe draft yourself a, a monster squad but what's going on what's going on lou Hey, how you doing, Adam? And, and let me just correct you right there. I mean, it's a draft of ours just because you got sick. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I had to, to draft the whole thing. I could That's have used right. We're going we're gonna to find out here that I could have used you uh, in some situations uh, to be a tiebreaker with my own brain. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still our team, even though you had a bow out feeling a little bit under the weather. So yeah. Yeah, full full disclosure, we were supposed to do this draft like two weeks ago, and it didn't fill. Well, then it did fill like, you know, a half an hour before, and we had already dropped out of it, and we put made it for Monday night. And then I was just getting back from Kentucky, and it was jet lag, and it was I was just feeling gross. So Louie took the bull by the horns and uh, kicked butt for us. And um, But yeah, before we break down the draft, why don't you – Cause you're super experienced in this, at least, you know, for the last couple of years, why don't you break down kind of what this tournament is all about again for everybody? Yeah. So the Terminator is just a super cool format. Um, I was lucky enough. Uh, I'll call it luck uh, <laughs> to win uh, third place overall last year, went in the last weekend with a good shot at number one, which is 25,000. Um, of course, those numbers dropped pretty dramatically. I think third place was 35. Yeah, you got it up there. 35. 35. Um, you know, which I'm not complaining. It was a good times 10 on my investment, but um, you know, I was sitting pretty there the last week. I uh, got killed by Diggs and Allen there against uh, New England. That kind of put me uh, out into guaranteed me no, no first place and ended up finishing third. But um what a cool tournament it is! Is you see, it's a best ball tournament where you pick twenty six players, and then you drop one player after each week. So at the end of each week, you have to terminate a player. Um, the playoff for the <laughs> the name of the tournament, sure. and, uh, and 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 the the end the last week of the year you'll have a 10 person lineup so you're only you go from 26 to 10 at the at the last week you can't you don't have to have all your positions filled that last week if you wanted to keep three quarterbacks and not have a kicker in defense you're you know fine with that um i ended up going last year keeping my whole team pretty balanced um and and i had a position filled for each but you know each person last week you know better than than we all do here like injuries doesn't always allow that and sometimes you gotta have luck and i just i got lucky that the guys that i kept there at the end to be in my last lineup stayed healthy but um you know it's um you you said it and it's the reason why i came to you and and chris with the ffpc is like about this podcast is like there was nowhere to go, which again, I love any kind of leagues or formats where you can't really find That's uh, right. much research on it because it just separates the, the people that put in the hard work and, and, and could 
you know, you make your own strategies, but every week last week or last year, I was like, this was my biggest decision in fantasy. It's like who I was going to terminate each week. So <laughs> it, it, it does, it, it does wear on you as far as, especially when you get into the middle weeks, right? Like, so, um, early on last year, I think before the season even started, I had Paris Campbell and two other guys that like one guy didn't even make a team and another guy that got hurt for the year. So like my first three weeks and of course, like doing this, your first four or five weeks should be pretty easy, whether it be injuries or, uh, you know, back end guys that just didn't pan out. Um, so that's easy. But when you get to the middle of the season and you're trying to figure out, you know, which position to keep and, and, and where you want to stay deep and where you want to stay, uh, you know, kind of vulnerable last year, I got lucky. I was, I, I held three running backs for basically the last 10 weeks of the year. One of those guys get hurts, gets, yeah, gets hurt, gets hurt. And I'm, I'm screwed. And they just stayed healthy for the end of the year. So, um, you like every league you need a little bit of luck this one i feel like you need probably more than than a normal league yeah um yeah man so a couple questions did did you say that you don't need uh like a full starting lineup like as far as like players on your roster so you can go in you can still you you don't have to have a defense or a kicker i i I'm almost positive you have to start with one. Like you have to draft one, but after yeah. that, you can cut them at any point. So um, you and can you'll just cut take a zero for that for that position. You would just take a zero for that position. Um, I've Super actually gone the total opposite way. I've, I've, I've. Last year, I kept three kickers for I think like the first half of the year, um, mostly just because I I'm trying to get the most points from the. Uh, the hardest positions to predict. So like I wanted my defense to be defenses to be live. I wanted my kickers to be live because they're so, you know, hard to predict and, and back and forth. So I actually try to keep those two positions and then just stay strong at the running back. And, and I told you in our last podcast, the tight end position um, quite a bit where I really went hard there and I went weak in quarterback. So um this draft, as we're going to go by it, did not go anywhere near as accordingly according to plan. But I feel like you have to, in every draft, be able to adjust to how things are going. Um, but it definitely wasn't what I expected going in. That's super interesting. Going in, I think I'm going to, like you said, you made a couple good points, and then we'll get into your your te- to our team here, uh, your, your draft. And uh, there's got to be someone like smarter than us that can, you know, figure out some algorithm that'll tell you, Hey, if you don't have to start a defense, maybe you don't start a defense at, at some point, maybe when it gets closer to the end. Right. Cause uh, that'd be super interesting to see if, if it would make a difference, if having that extra receiver uh, would make a difference. Cause defenses, you know, you know, a defense in the FFPC, if you don't score a touchdown, they're scoring like four points. Like they're not, you know, so that would be super interesting to see. Uh, to see that, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally, totally get that. So I'm sorry, sorry to I, I, I tried to follow guys like that were high in the leaderboard throughout the year to kind of see, yeah. you know, how they were going and, and pretty much everybody was going the route of, you know, keeping the positions filled. There was a couple guys that would get rid of their kickers and or defense. And, you know, yeah. I didn't disagree with that, that, that motive. I just, um, again, I guess, 
I probably played it safer than I wanted to because of being in the running all year that I was just yes. like, all right, you didn't want to screw it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't exactly. want to screw it up with some crazy thought that you don't need to start a defense or something. I totally got it. Totally, yeah. totally got it. Um, all right, cool. So let's uh, let's hop into this. I'll pull up the pull up the board here and I'll zoom in a little bit. So talk to me a little bit about. So we got the draft slot. Um, we picked what did we, what did we pick here? We picked. Uh, that's right, ten. Right? I'm, I'm literally I'm looking for Zeke. I'm like, okay, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. I'm like, where's Zeke? I'm like, oh my god, he fell out all the way to ten. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about maybe your thought process going into it. Like, were you were you hoping to go heavy running back? Were you hoping to go, you know, what were you thinking? Yeah. Going in, my whole mindset was strong running back and tight end and weak QBs and wide receivers in the middle rounds that I can pair with those weak QBs. Um, so you see the, a little bit of that, and not to go too far ahead, but you see how I kind of did that with with the ideas on Moore and and Claypool, um, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Smith, like all those wide receivers, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Rieger. I mean, yep. all these guys had quarterbacks, and Noah Fant, even with my tight end, Gasecki. I mean, these guys all had affordable quarterbacks that I could pair with later, and that was something I didn't want to get away from. Even going Jalen Hurts when I went with him in the 10 was like higher than I wanted to take a quarterback, but I just felt like that was way too good value there. And I had already got Devontae Smith and I knew that I can possibly, and we'll talk about all my mistakes, but after yeah. that, I possibly thought I can get Hurts and, you know, I ended up getting Rieger instead, but um, I, that was the plan, but I really, you know, I had dreams of Waller, um, in the first round, which was Shattered probably pick five. <laughs> yeah, that was probably stupid. I really considered Kittle there at 10, but, and, and he was the guy I would have went, uh, in at two, three there. Um, but Kittle went right before me and got sniped. So Zeke was just too much of a value at 10 to pass up on. I think running backs are important in this tournament because if you if you have those so here's the thing right like this isn't like uh ff uh, or fbg or just a regular tournament where you're trying to get those handcuffs later on in the draft to uh play off an injury and you know then they they become league winners later in the year you could hold those players all year round in those type of leagues here by the time that that injury might happen or that rookie might start getting notable carries you already are going to be put in a position where you have to cut them, you know, so you don't have as long to wait for that production in yeah. this league. So I wanted to do the strong running backs and know that I just had that position wrapped up for the season minus injuries. Well, guess what? If you have injuries here in this, in this tournament, you're not going to do well anyway. So you get, you got to have that luck to begin with. So I went, you know, I went that I was going to go running back strong. I did not think I would start off with three, um, but it just kind of happened. Kittle got Kittle sniped me right before Antonio Gibson. But again, Gibson's a big guy on my list. I think I've heard you talk well of Gibson. I'm not sure yeah. um, where your feelings are with him, but that was just I just felt like we got great value with Elliot and Gibson there in the first two rounds. Yeah. And, and so to kind of I'm looking here and I'm wondering, you know, I'm not, I've never done the Terminator tournament. So I'm wondering if looking is one of the strategies maybe to go with an early 
tight end because I know obviously tight ends go early, but like Waller went a little earlier and, and Kittles went earlier and Hawkinson. Like I'm wondering, do these guys just take, uh, and, and if, if, if you look, none of them took what you shouldn't, but none of them took another tight end for a while. Is one of the strategies in this Terminator just to make sure you get one stud so that you just, he's going to be your guy all year and you can, you can cut guys later on and, and, and still have that one tight end because they, they all went a little bit earlier. It, it seems like they they listened to the deep end last week when I told them <laughs> that that was going to be the strategy to go. I think everybody in this room listened to the deep end and listened That's to perfect. my strategy um, because yeah, I, I I didn't think that it would be handled this way, and that was definitely my strategy was go purple purple early. Um, I I felt kind of valued out. I I just felt like Kittle was too early at ten, especially with Zeke there. And then, you know, like I said, well, how would you, how, uh, how would you know too? like Kittle's never Kittle in the main events going like at the two ten to 11. So how would you know that he's going to go here at the two, two, and then you had a shot at no other tight ends until Mark Andrews uh, in, in the late third. And again, that's super early. You can normally get him in the fourth. So it was early. I would have considered him if he would have came around to the fourth again. Like this is another guy that like, I feel like I kind of got sniped on after I passed on him, but there's two things with my pick in the third with Swift. And, and one was if I went Andrews there, uh, that, that kind of defeats my purpose of trying to have weapons like offensive weapons that I compare with weak defense or weak quarterbacks, you know, then I would have probably been forced to try to get Lamar. And it, in my head, that's kind of, that's who I want to pair with Andrews. I don't want Andrews on a team standing alone, most likely. So yeah. um, I, I, I decided to, if he came back to me with the four, then I would have maybe considered to see if I could get Lamar at five. As you see, I wouldn't even got him at five. So, um, but Swift is just right now, you, you texted me right away. Like after you saw the board and was like, do you, you think Swift plays week one? And at the end of the day, we don't need him to play week one. We don't need it to be a long-term injury. Obviously that will hurt, but I just think right. his value is going down so much because of this little uncertainty. And honestly, there's not even, this to me is the digs thing for us, but we're not in Detroit. So like, I feel like people around the, the, the league are freaking out about digs because he's getting held out of practice and this quote unquote, the, the, the hamstring thing or whatever it is, but me, it, I think, yeah, me, but we're not worried about it here. Like we know he's going to be out there week one. We know he's going to be fine. It, yeah. it seems like the swift thing is getting blown up a little bit too much. And then, you know, all the Jamal Williams hype over the off season. I just think this is a uh, way too good of value to pass on swift at this point for what he, um, you know, what he could present. So I, I, I really a bit a big guy in swift. I, can I tell you that I'm not scared at all? No, but I, I just can't pass up pass them up in the area. And if you look at the next, I don't know, look at the next eight picks. I know you're a cup guy, but like, who are you picking there besides Andrews? And I, like I, I, I talked myself off of Andrews because of the point I just made with Lamar. And I really didn't like that next group of eight to 10 guys that I could have picked there. So Swift became a good value. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind Swift. Um, it's been such a polarizing player this entire offseason. You know, it's been oh, yeah. some people, some people say he's going to be Alvin Kamara. 
other people say, you know, the team's so bad and, and, and Swift is hurt and they've got Jamal Williams and he's been such a polarizing player in, in best ball. Uh, I love going running back heavy. So I, I, I do not mind Swift there at, at all, especially if he's going to play week one. And like you said, it's so one of the advantages to starting to draft in May is you can get great values on guys. You can build, you know, monster teams that are are super valuable come late, come late August. One of the downsides to doing that is you now it's like Godwin woods. Like what are they doing in the mid third round? Like I did a draft with you in June, in May where I picked yep. from the one hole and I got, um, I got woods and cup at the, at the four five turn. And now you can't get either of them in like the fourth round here. Cup went in the fourth, but in main events, Woods and Cup are going at the end of the third. It's like, uh, so it's hard for me to take Woods or Cup or Godwin over a DeAndre Swift because I got him so late before and it's best ball. Um, and Swift could be, no one can tell you that Swift, there's no, like the range of possible outcomes isn't Swift as a, as, as a top eight running back. Like that's in his range. Um, no yeah. one can tell you that, that is not in his range. So um, I think that I, I, I think that I don't mind that pick at all there. So um, running back heavy is fine. Yeah. I, I, I mean, of course, again, you know, getting back to missing on Kittle in the second round, you know, now we're, we're getting through the third and I, I, again, the dreams were unrealistic. And as, as you see where Kittle goes, I knew that I had no chance, but I was at least hoping for Hawkinson or Pitt. Pitts to fall back. Obviously, they went both went really early in the third, so that was a no go. And then after that, it was like to me, it was Swifter Andrews here, uh, without a doubt. And I pass on Andrews for that reason. And then I would have considered him with four. Like I said, he went at the end of three. I go back to DJ Moore. I had Cup to choose from. Uh, Cup was the other guy I was thinking about. Um, and Deontay Johnson. I shouldn't say I wasn't considering Deontay Johnson because um, all three of those and Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore ended up fitting in my strategy as far as getting a, an affordable quarterback to pair with. I know you like Cup, so I I was tempted to take Cup so I could say, hey, I got your boy. Uh, but <laughs> Stafford was a little bit more expensive than I than I thought I wanted to spend on a court on, on QB one. So. Um, I ended up settling on DJ Moore, who's one of my personal favorites. Um, and I don't know. He's yeah, he no, Moore's Moore's fine. No, I like I like more. I obviously have more Cooper Cup than I have than I have DJ Moore, but I do like more. I would have been I would have uh, you know, screamed at the top at the phone if you'd have taken Deontay Johnson over over both <laughs> of those guys. So I'm glad that didn't happen. But um, yeah, no, I like that D- DJ Moore, although like you said, um, you know, the chance of you know, the, the quarterback there, you wanted to go cheap quarterback. Now you didn't end up getting, um, Darnold, I didn't but, get in Darnold, but, but I wanted the options. So sure, like, correct. as yep. as you see my next six or seven rounds, there was all different teams with weaker quarterbacks. And I, I wanted the options. Um, and, and Darnold was one of my top targets and it just didn't happen as far as, you know, where he went. Yep. So the, for the people who are, you know, listening or who will be listening and, and not watching you went um you started Zeke, Elliott, Gibson, Swift, and then DJ Moore, Claypool, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Devonta Smith in the in the eighth round. So let's let's kind of go, let's get your quick thoughts on Noah Fant, and then I want to fast forward to the eighth round with Devonta Smith. So is Noah Fant you took him as tight end eight in round six? Is he one of your kind of targets at tight end if 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 you miss out on the 
elite guys. I really wanted Logan Smith or Logan Thomas there, and, yeah. and going in with my my uh, you know cheap quarterback thing, I would have tried to target maybe Fitz later as one of the quarterbacks. Um, I really wanted Logan Thomas there. He went right before me. I I picked Claypool right before Fant, and I'm I'm very happy with Claypool, especially in a best ball. I I just I, I I'm excited about him this year, and again, it goes back to the Big Ben possibility if I if I was able to pair him, but did not do that either. Um, Fant is it he it's it, he's a troublesome guy too to like really pinpoint, especially with how their offense is. But you know, people forget you know, as far as all the weapons they have, but people forget Teddy Bridgewater is, you know, as much crap people want to talk about him. He did have three top, what, 20 wide receivers last year. And I, you know, I think that they're going to uh, throw the ball around a little bit. Fans should be able to get in the end zone, get some touchdowns. Um, I don't love the pick, but, you know, going with Sutton here in the next round, you obviously know what I was planning on doing, and I got too greedy and waited too long for Bridgewater and didn't end up getting him. But uh, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, again, an option. I, I like that offense a lot. I think they're just going to be uh, – Judy's going way too high now. I think he's going over his value at this point, and I, lo- I love Judy. Like, But he's – I mean, now look at this, early fifth, and you know, you see him in some of the – FBGs and main events going in the fourth. I mean, yeah, I just wide receiver 23. Yeah. Wide receiver 23 went for here. Um, yeah. So I like that with Bridgewater winning the job. So I think he had like maybe three top 25 receivers, I think last year. And with yep. his low a dot, I think that works great for a, for a tight end. You know what I mean? A tight end like Fant running those drag routes. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so I think I I like Fant better with, and, and again, if you want to go with a, with a, with a big, kind of early tight end or heavy tight end strategy, you got to You got to take Fant there because that kind of fits in and you kind of got unlucky. I mean, you know, you're, you're end of the third round, right? The guy, one guy behind you has his, his Kittle. So you're thinking, okay, I'm probably going to get Andrews. Doesn't, it doesn't go, you know, it gets you in the fifth round. The guy behind you has Kittle and the other guy's got Andrews. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get Logan Thomas. And one of them takes Logan Thomas. So, you know, you got, that- you got unlucky there. That was exactly my thinking. I didn't think Claypool would come back to me if I made that choice. Um, I'm excited about Claypool. I am like actively trying to get him on as many rosters this last couple weeks. I've really upped him in my rankings. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, and, and I'm not even crazy about Logan Thomas, to be honest, but I, I do feel like he is the last one in like that. I, I kind of have him in that like Mark Andrews tier, or maybe even a maybe I should even call it like a tier on on himself. Like, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I feel like he's just like in between the, yeah. the Andrews, Pitts, Hawkinson, and you know, above the Fant, Higby, Tanyans, you know, of the world. Yeah. So, um, so I was disappointed there, but again, happy to get Fant, especially knowing which way I was going to try to go with QB. Followed was able to follow it up with Sutton, and uh, I know you you got some things to say about Devontae Smith. But, uh, <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I I don't have any things to say. I, I'm hoping you have some things to say about Devontae Smith. I mean, let, here's what I'll say. I think it's value in the eighth round for where he's been going. I just, you know, personally, I haven't taken a ton. I think the Eagles are an absolute dumpster fire, and 
a rookie receiver with a quarterback that was like historically inaccurate last year. And, and, and Shope always loves when I say that because you know, I'm a huge Josh Allen guy and I always yeah. describe, I, here's what I always say about Josh. Allen. People confuse inaccuracy with poor, with poor decision-making. He wasn't inaccurate. He made bad decisions. Okay. Uh, the, the quarterback hurts um, was historically inaccurate. Now fantasy wise, I don't care. Because Hertz is going to run. I want Hertz running. I don't even want him throwing. So I'm fine with Hertz. What? So talk to me about Devonta Smith. I don't even know if you love Devonta Smith or you were just like, hey, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to take Hertz. So I want Devonta Smith. Um, and a wide receiver 37 isn't terrible. And so the value was a little bit decent there. Um, I I was targeting. After I picked Sutton, I was targeting Robbie Anderson and Callaway with the next pick. They both yeah. go two out of the next three picks. They they both would have been my next pick. Um, Anderson would have been paired with DJ Moore, and I would have really stressed to get Darnold later. Um, or Callaway gives me the opportunity to go get Winston later, who I'm a big fan of, especially in best ball. So those were the two guys I wanted to get. Again, this draft, like every which way could go wrong for me, went wrong, but I feel like I made – the right decisions when when it when it came to having to adjust on the fly. Devontae Smith, like you said, better value than what he's been going at. But then look at the rest of round eight. None of those guys in positions that you know I'm looking to build there for us excite me. So yeah. and, and I mean you could even go all the way through our next pick to to Gusecki. Like I don't love any of that eighth, ninth round there. Um Gerald Everett was a guy that I considered there um, yeah. when we got there with Devonte Smith, just because I wasn't feeling great with the fan pick. And, you know, I told you I really wanted to pump some purple. So that was a guy I considered. But if you look at the next 24 picks after we, I mean, until we got back to Gasecki, like Gasecki was next on my list after Everett. So um, I, I'm really happy with, at least the picks that were made after us, because I really didn't like anybody there. So yeah, the uh, only other thing, maybe I don't know. I don't know if you thought about this. I know Shope is so high on this. Is Mike Mike Shope Shope talk? Um, my co uh, my partner here for my other podcast, but um, and a friend of Luigi's. But did you ever consider maybe the Jet Stack going Corey Davis, Elijah Moore? um, In that range, that because that kind of would have fit in with your yeah, with your late I, late quarterback. Yeah, and I do like both of those guys, and it was uh, more was a thought that I had um, coming into ten uh, in round ten, but I knew yeah. that to me, Hertz became a super big value there. Um, yeah, it, where he went, and I had Devonte Smith, and then it was, I think I can get Hertz later, which I ended up doing. Um, yeah. And, and and because I wasn't ecstatic with the tight end position and felt more comfortable about Earth sticking in Philly and, and still having a pretty decent role there. Um, that was the route that I went. So yeah, I, I'm I'm real big on the jet stack and I think that they're very affordable still. Um, even Elijah Moore, like at whatever 10, what was it, 10 4 he went, like that's a value to me. Um, yep. Wilson's going way too where did Wilson go? I mean, late. <laughs> um, I don't even uh, know where he went. Yeah, he probably might, might uh, be down further but, than this. Yeah. So um man, I'm not seeing him on their board. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, there we go. 15. He went okay. 15, 15. Uh, nine. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and Corey Davis is another one. So like total fine idea. I'm not huge on, on Corey Davis as much as I am Elijah Moore and, and Wilson. So that was kind of the Devonte Smith thing was just high upside. And these, it, we talked about this on the deep end last week. Like, I just feel like you got to go high, high, high upside on these as much as possible. Um, because uh, it, that's what you're looking for, not just in best ball, but here you you don't need the uh, the James Whites of the world. You need the guy that could you know rock it and right know, exactly, yeah. So all right, I went, we'll go here for a couple more minutes. What a couple kind of questions here. How do you? Well, you're obviously ecstatic about that. I think we texted about the Mac Jones, right? I mean, you yeah. you take him, and then you know, twelve hours later. Uh, you know, the, 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 the quarterback gets, gets cut, you know, Cam Newton does. So, um, I think he, I think Mac Jones would probably go higher than this. Yeah, for you sure. Know, if Cam wasn't there. So I think that's a nice, that's a nice spot for you. And, um, and, uh, yeah, no, I like, I like, I like, I like the build as far as like, get, you got th- three quarterbacks and you got four, four tight ends, you know, you, you wanted to, you know, pump purple and you didn't get one of your top ones. So you ended up taking four, which I, I love that. Um, and then obviously your defenses and kickers later on. Um, you talked about a bunch that kind of went wrong and where we kind of, where we kind of got unlucky because teams 11 and 12 are just killing you. Um, yep. What, like, what do you think, what do you think went right? Or maybe what, what, so this is a normal, this is a 28 round best ball, like all the other ones, but like, what did you do differently? Maybe later on that you wouldn't do in like a normal best ball. So, Later on, I maybe just in general, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 what I probably did differently than most best balls was even out all the positions a little bit more than what I normally would because I'm trying to keep my options open with injuries, you know. So yeah. if there's injuries, you gotta cut a spot. So I wanted to make sure to have three or four tight ends. I wanted to make sure to have three or four quarterbacks. Um, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody went for QBs, maybe a couple teams, but I, I got screwed. I mean, listen, Mac Jones ends up working out. I think I got, I thought I got screwed with, I thought Teddy Bridgewater would have definitely came back to me. He doesn't, you know, I have the fan in, in Sutton, uh, spots from earlier in the draft. So I just thought he would come to 17. I thought Carr wouldn't have lasted the 17 and, and Bridgewater would, I only had rugs to, to, to really, uh, put on my car hat, but I just thought he was too good a value there at 16 that he still puts up big numbers and he's a good best ball guy. Um, so I thought I got screwed with the Bridgewater thing. Turns out, I think I made a pretty good deal because of Mac Jones just working out the next day. So yeah. I think, I think you say you're going higher. Like I'm looking at this. Is it crazy to think that he would be going like right after Jameis Winston, like in between Winston and Carson Wentz there in like the 14th. Like uh, that. Let me see. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Sorry, Winston sure. and, and Fitzpatrick, like in the 14th, the 15th. So, like, you're yeah. talking, you're talking at least a minimum two, two and a half round value bump I got in a day. Um, and it could turn out to be a lot better. So that was good. Um, it's amazing I, to me, you know, and, and I always like, in all these tournaments, like especially, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more like main, like main event football guys. I know you do a ton of those, but like Teddy Bridgewater, QB thirty. Like if it wasn't for 
the insane rushing upside of like a Jalen Hurts or a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. Like I would never take a quarterback until like round. Like I I, I would be super fine with Teddy Bridgewater and you know Zach or S- S- Sam Darnold. Like as my as two quarterbacks, and then I could stack those guys, and I would absolutely love it. Like you can't really do that in ter- in these in these main events and stuff because you need. To, to win a half a million dollars, you need to be able to sm- absolutely smash a quarterback, which I don't think they can do. Darnold, you know, is kind of like people think I'm crazy. I think Darnold could be a top 15 quarterback. I, I, I love Darnold this year. I mean, yeah. like, I, I love rule as a coach and, you know, not to downplay Bridgewater, but, you know, obviously I don't think anybody thinks Teddy Bridgewater is as talented as Sam Darnold is. And we just talked about his fantasy numbers last year. So I I'm excited about Darnold this year. I, I, I 100% agree with you. That's why I went, you know, and this is what I did last year. And that's why I was going to do, you know, I, I, like I said, I think I even went hurts too big. Like if I would have gone Elijah Moore there in the 10th and then say went Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, Mac Jones and 15, 16, 17, obviously I wouldn't have had the chance at Zach Wilson 15, but you know what I'm saying? If, sure. if you go back here a little bit, um, it, that's fine because then you're playing matchups. You're keeping all three of them on your team for as long as you could cutting other positions. Um, one thing I didn't love here is that, I, I tried a little bit of a different thing because I didn't love the value in round 15 there where I would have just wanted like three mid range kickers that I knew had like some st- stability, but I didn't love the, 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 uh, the value there. So I said, let's go Butker have a, you know, a, a, a guy that's going to be my full season kicker. Yeah. Maybe I don't have to care about the other two so much. And I'd slacked a little too much on that. The guys at the end are guys that, you know, might not have, uh, might not have jobs, you know, throughout the year. So right. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, at least again, it makes an easy uh, cut for you as long as it's, you know, yeah. after Bucker's bye week or whatever, but yeah, I mean the, it, the things with like the one thing I didn't love that I did that I thought of the next day, like guys like Evans and, and Patterson, it just goes back to what you and I were talking about is that, if I don't get a Derrick Henry or a, a Antonio Gibson injury in the first now, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But now I have Antonio Gibson. So the Jared Patterson was all about his protection there in the, in the 25th round. Like who else am I picking there? Let me at least get the Antonio Gibson protection because I don't want, I'm like you, I know you have a similar thing. Like I don't want to draft handcuffs in almost any type of format, but in this format, I do think it's 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 worth your while to have one or two of them for your top guys because injuries could literally ruin your 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 whole year. It's not just you can't just go to the waiver wire and pick pick people up. So um, Evans probably is an early cut if if Henry doesn't get hurt. Uh, but that goes back to like why I picked Damian Williams in the 18th. Like he's going to have a role in that offense all year and he's going to score points almost every week. So he's going to be a guy that might be on my team towards the end of the year, because I know he's going to get his Tara right. Cohen seven to nine touches and maybe score if someone bails badly one week, you know? Yep. No, I get it, man. I get it. So yeah, well done. I mean, this is uh it's it's a new it's gonna be a new experience for me. I'm I'm putting uh, I'm, I'm trusting. Uh, oh yeah, Empire Niagara is our is our team name. Uh, Louie and I both play in a dynasty league over 
in uh, the Niagara Falls area, Buffalo to New York. So I figured that'd be a nice little combo name for us. But, um, but yeah, man, no, I, I like the, I like, I like the build. I like a lot, I like a lot of the players and I trust your judgment on, on the format. So I'm super, I'm super stoked to see where, where this goes. And yeah, hey, man, we'll, have a, we'll have a, a phone call or a text message each week. On a that's vote right. Who we're, uh, who we're going to vote off and uh, it will be like survivor. We'll, we could, <laughs> that's right. uh, we'll vote off the Island and we'll do a little video. We'll do a few updates throughout the year, right. On, on the team. And yep. uh, absolutely. Hopefully, Hopefully they're good updates. Hopefully, I mean, if we're, right. if we're in three hundredth place by week six, maybe we won't do any more podcasts. We'll just kind of disappear in and into the night yeah. or something. Of course, we'll just disappear. Course. But um, but yeah, hopefully we're not cutting uh, Devonta Smith. Hopefully he carries us all the way to the <laughs> all the way to the promised land. But um, all right, Lou. Hey, thanks, thanks for joining me. Like I said, Louie yeah. and I will be in in Vegas with a bunch of other people next week going to the FFPC main event having a blast over over there so um that, that'll be fun we'll get to meet up and um and uh yeah dude i'm, I'm excited to, to go there and any 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 parting words yeah yeah i um i i'm i'm excited about vegas i um i'm i'm trying to figure out what the right balance between beer and fantasy football is going to be <laughs> to it's like you know you guys have like some really long days you and mike uh, just where you're just going to be drafting all day and that bare knuckle challenge thursday after the game of a day full of drinking like no siree that wasn't i was tempted like a week ago i think when i was on your podcast last i said there's a spot left and i almost took it but i'm like that is i'm going to be ready for bed by the time that Thursday I game. I know. And yeah. I have a, hopefully Mike doesn't listen to this, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to, I'm going to encourage Mike to, to do the whole thing by himself. because <laughs> He's a rain man. First of all, he's a rain, he's a rain man. man. He loves yeah. this thing. And I got to be honest with you, dude. I, if I tap out, if I, if he high fives me in, in like the 16th round, I'm, I'm going to jack it up. It's 30 seconds. A pick. I, I don't know what, after drinking, I mean, can you just imagine? Yeah. Like, Dude, I would even have if I don't drink, even if I'm like sober as a as a schoolboy, it's it's going to be yeah. hard. You get thirty seconds of pick. Like, I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not good with names. I'm good with faces, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell be, you. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, he's the right man for the job, though. You should feel very good about your money oh, being. A, that's the thing. Good. I feel totally confident with Joe. Maybe I'll disappear, and he has to get stuck through the whole thing. <laughs> we, we did a ten round mock draft the other day, and he went through it all with like no, with no help. So he's he's Incredible. he's preparing, he's getting ready, and oh, uh, yeah. I'm excited to watch the shit show. At least it should be. Yeah, fun. that's right. That's right. So. All, All right, right. brother. We'll see. We'll see you next week. Thanks everyone for joining us on another Draft Sharks podcast. We'll keep you guys updated on the Terminator tournament throughout the year. Have a good one.